Well, hi everybody, I'm Bill Bateman. This is another edition of Survival Beyond the Bug Out Bag for Tuesday, September the 27th. Yep, you got me. I'm a day behind. Sometimes real life just gets in the way of what you do for fun. This week we've got some more news on Prop 114 and some interesting questions perhaps you can help me answer. Due to the high number of guns being sold, class space is tight, but we do have space available in October and November. We'll talk about gift certificates and private classes as a way to get some increased flexibility in your schedule. Our highlight this week, call it what you will, stress, anxiety, or tension, we are all under it every day as part of our life. Now you add to that a disaster, and there are things that we all need to be aware of, both for ourselves and for the young ones in our family. And a final reminder, you can share and download this program. We want you to get it out there for educational purposes. You just can't uh, chop it up, sell it, or uh, do any edits to it. Claim it as your own. We'll have to talk if you do that. Okay. Well, Prop 114, my goodness, interesting, interesting, interesting. I've had a number of people come forward and tell me this. If you know different, please reach out. I always want to make sure I'm giving out accurate information. I have been told by a number of individuals who are in the area that up north when folks were coming around circulating petitions, folks were actually told if you don't sign this, you can face legal trouble. You can get in trouble if you don't sign this proposition. Also, I've noticed in things that I'm reading, it doesn't give the full description. It just says it's all about stopping random gun violence. Well, as if you've read this, you realize that's not what it's about. So we have a double-edged problem here. One, if these things are true, we have fraud. And I imagine people coming from out of state with a big pocket of somebody else's money with a specific agenda don't have any problem lying their butts off because they get back on the plane and they go home. But we need to be alert when you're signing a proposition. Know what it's about. Read it. Folks will say, yeah, this is all about save the shrimp, when in fact it's something totally different. Uh, we need legislation on that. We also need to look at the people behind this. Look at the, if you, we have local legislators who are backing this up. When it comes time in November to vote, remember that. Too often people get angry and they say, well, we're going to defeat this proposition. But the people who keep barfing this stuff up are still in office. Vote them out. Looking forward to your thoughts and comments. And I'm always welcome. I do always welcome, rather, your information. I mentioned we are seeing record gun sales, even with the concealed carry permit. You sometimes have a full day wait when you purchase. That's because a lot of people are going through the system. Class space is getting tight. We do have some in October for the concealed carry course. Uh, you're most welcome to uh, go to the website, first come, first serve, limited size. We just don't make them bigger and bigger like some places. We have a product and we want you to get the best product you can. We also have gift certificates, so if you want to buy somebody a gift certificate and book the space in a December class, 
we can do that. Happy to set that up for you. We also have private classes. People are calling, can I get a one-on-one -on -one class? I can't come on you know, Saturday for the concealed carry. Yes, we do have private classes. A limited number of those because it is one-to-one. -one. And yes, there is a difference in price for personal training. And I feel it's well worth it because it is one-on-one, -on -one, almost on-demand classwork. Again, these do have to be scheduled. We're not just sitting around the office waiting for somebody to call and then run out like Ghostbusters to give you a class. So if you're interested in any of the courses we offer, please call or drop an email. And the information is on the website and where you linked in to this podcast. Okay, call it what you will. Stress, anxiety, pressure, tension. Yep, we got it. And both adults and children especially are susceptible. Bad enough, and I've used an example uh, just before the start of the month when the heat was really extreme and going to break, but we had one more weekend to get through. That was very stressful. Hot winds, possibility of lightning strikes, extremely low humidity. Everything's really, really dry. You don't know if you're going to wake up to a a cooling rain shower, or uh, here we go again with another major fire. That was stressful for everybody. When you look at the symptoms of stress for someone who's actually been through a fire, like the folks down in McKinley area, they had that big fire down there. There's fires down in the Grants Pass area. If you have to evacuate, if you're under that type of situation, more stress. And we talk about PTSD. Before I get too far into this, I do want to be very clear. I am not a specialist in this. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a stress therapist. I do want you to know uh, I'm going to get the best information I can. And at the end of this, I will put up a list of phone numbers and links on the podcast site for you to follow up if you feel any of these things apply to you. So I'm uh, not a doctor. I have played one on television, but I don't think that counts here. I do want you to know these are things I have noticed in people, some in myself, some in others, and some of them are kind of sneaky, and that's why I'm going through these. Things you may not mention, you may not talk about, you may not even see, but it's something that it can become a ticking time bomb and lead to outbursts or anger or damaged relationships. So here we go. Some of the symptoms of stress. And this is for adults first. One is erratic behavior. Uh, we're going to see changes in mood. Sometimes increased substance abuse. If you're 12-stepping, it's really difficult. Uh, it's easy to miss a step in stressful situations jumping back in the bottle or back on the pills or on the pipe or whatever you're into, that is going to make, it's not going to help. We know that, but it's easy to step back. You're going to have some physical symptoms, headache, fatigue, pain, may need more time off work, sleeping. <laughs> I can definitely, yeah, I can speak to that out there in the front room reading, writing one of these things, but uh, stress really can get to you. Confront it. Don't be afraid. Work on it. High levels of stress also are going to increase damage to your immune system. That means you're more susceptible to getting sick. Thinking about the problem all the time uh, in daydreams or re reoccurrent thoughts. If you're getting flashbacks and things, 
I respectfully submit it's time to talk to somebody. And that could be your minister, that can be your partner, that can be a trusted friend. I know for a fact that the therapists are at maximum. They are just booked to the gills. So if you're having an emergency problem, there's some emergency numbers for you. If you're thinking this is really getting heavy, man, call now because we're going to need some time to get scheduled in. Obviously, as I said, if it's an emergency, don't be afraid to call some of the emergency help numbers. We want you back next week at the range. Avoidance is common. Shaken belief systems and strained relationships all come up. And as I mentioned, changes in sleeping, eating, and daily routines. A drop in appetite is common. Don't be afraid to admit you got this going on. You don't have to suffer in silence. This withdrawing from everything, not a good plan. Take care of yourself. Realize, hey, it's okay to put this down and take a nap. That's one I had to do. Just, you know what? I've done a terrific day's work. I'm going to have a sandwich. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to drink this Diet Pepsi. Watch a little uh, Raylan Givens on uh, Justified. And uh, my wife and I are going to just have a nice evening. It's okay. You're not a bad person if you don't work 24-7. Reach out. Other disaster survivors, perhaps they could be obsessed about the disaster. So get outside of the circle. Maintain routines. If you've always been a Friday at the gym person, if it's possible, go back. Physical activity is great. I go to the gym at least three times a week and it is saving my bacon. Uh, you don't have to train for an Ironman triathlon, but getting out, doing some, some bicycle, a stationary bicycle, get on a real bicycle, play a little pickup game. Do some yard work. It also helps clear that nasty stuff away from the house for the next time, but it manages its stress. Watch the news exposure after the event and always seek trusted sources of information. This is important. There is so much garbage out there on the internet. I'm not going to get into it. It opens a whole can of worms when you start saying they said, he, sh he the, they said. Uh-uh. Make sure you have a reputable source of information because with conspiracy theories on top of no, no, that didn't really... I've actually had people try and gaslight me on certain things. No, that never happened. You're smarter than that. Be understanding of yourself. That's what I was talking about. Disaster recovery is an individual process. And like I said, there is no reason not to reach out and take a hand. If I'm coming up a big hill and I'm starting to stagger, somebody reaches back, pulls me up, thank you. That's a physical thing. Emotional things work just the same. Now let's talk about the little ones. Common stress reactions experienced by children. And these are, I'm going to post the link to this. This is a lot of stuff. Little kids at the preschool and childhood, 5 to 11, you can see regressive reactions. And what that means is things that littler kids do, like bedwetting, thumb-sucking, fear of the dark, fear of animals. Uh, you can see some physical reactions, such as loss of appetite, overeating, bladder problems, emotional problems, such as irritability, 
nervousness, short attention span. This is the same with older and younger children. So between 1 and 11, naturally you're going to see a little bit more communication happening in the older kids, such as excessive clinging, whimpering, wanting to be fed or dressed, habits that they've previously grown out of. You might have people who develop like a tick or a scratch or constantly pulling on their hair or twirling on their hair. These are things that are going to happen, not to every child, but to some. So how are you going to help? You can give comfort, holding, and caressing. With younger children, allow the little ones to sleep with you for a temporary time. Encourage them to express their emotions through play, drawing, telling stories, and get your routine back. With older children, give additional attention, gentle but firm assistance that behavior, age-appropriate behavior, is, uh, is engaged in. Back off a little on making this child a college graduate at, at, at the age of 10. Lesson requirements for achieving 120% and everything. Be reassured that this is going to come back for your little one. Encourage physical activity. That's good for you. That's good for me. That's good for everybody. And it's okay to engage in writing and verbal, both verbal and written, I guess is the best way to say it, of thoughts and feelings about the disaster. Encourage the child to grieve the loss of pets or toys. Rehearse safety measures. This is very important. Looking at ways to build confidence. The problem can be dealt with again. When you get into pre-adolescence and even adolescence added to all of those things, disruptive behavior, loss of interest, resistance to authority, difficulty relating to siblings and parents, and some antisocial behavior like stealing and lying. Regressive reactions in every category are common. So don't be shocked. This can happen. You can actually, in the older adolescents, see things like vandalism and stealing. You're going to have physical complaints. You're going to have exaggerated complaints. And all of these things, as I read through the column, how to help, you have to be there for them. You can back off a little on the pressure. Encourage discussion. So many people are afraid to talk about this stuff. I could go on for hours, but uh, why? You're intelligent folks. I'm going to post the information I have taken this from. This is used in the spirit of sharing good information within the public. I claim no ownership of it. It's shared to help others get better. And I will post a list of resources and a quick Google search. Uh, we'll come up with a number of others. And don't, don't, don't sell your already established personal connections short. If you have a family physician, if you have a family doctor, if your church or a synagogue or mosque or whatever it is you do uh, has some people that are qualified to help, those are the folks who are going to be able to provide reassurance to the family, both to you and especially with the young ones. Uh, be alert on how you're interacting with other families and how other kids are acting. If you see another, if your child's doing fine, but a uh, little so-and-so down the street is having a problem and you two are seeing that when the children play, 
be alert to that and it's okay you don't go raging and screaming at the parents but you do let them know hey I saw them they were trying to torture a cat or uh, they were stealing candy at the supermarket it's you're not ratting them out you're dealing with a problem before it gets really really serious so Looking at the situations that we're in, I don't expect them to go away at any time soon. Preparing to deal with them, knowing what's going to happen. In another piece of work I'm doing for Ollie, actually, it's my Ollie class, we're talking about having drills, having rehearsals. What would you do if? And both with adults, because my wife and I have these discussions, and with young people especially, and interestingly, interestingly enough with senior citizens when senior citizens get in situations like this it's very easy grandma gets confused well yes she does and when the house is shaking to an earthquake she's really going to get confused and so am I so what are we going to do about it talk about it now when everything is stable make your plans rehearse your plans take minor steps on your plan so if there's something whoa that's really not going to work you're refining in advance not trying to refine as you go that's like fixing an airplane in mid-flight not really a good process okay i think that's everything for this week i do want to remind you again that uh we do encourage you to share or download this program it is copyright refuse to be a victim 2022. It may be shared for educational purposes. It may not be edited, sold, or rebroadcast without express written permission. If you've got any suggestions for things that uh, we've talked about on this program, if you would like more information, uh, email address on the page. Next week we'll have uh, undoubtedly more news on 114. We'll talk about things happening at uh, at the company at refuse to be a victim and we're going to look at so i'm going to delve into the archives phil did an excellent thing on physical fitness and it has proven to be one of our most popular episodes and we're talking about getting some exercise this is good for all of us so that's going to be a part of next week we'll hopefully be back on schedule on monday if not please don't hate me we're doing our best here okay see you next week or we'll see you at the range until then be safe <laughs> <laughs>